0: Thanks for tuning in to the Renew Life Church Lubbock podcast today. We hope this message encourages you as you allow God's word and his presence to change your life. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Excited to be in church? Awesome, I'm excited to be here. As a a pastor and as someone who's been doing two services for a really long time, I'm actually very excited that it's one service today. I just get to go home. I get to eat lunch at twelve o'clock. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. Um, no, no, we're we're just super excited. Thanks for kind of everybody packing in here and joining us for the for the one service today. And uh, the reason we just wanted to do that was just to just to kind of celebrate all together, get you out, let you enjoy your weekend, and um, and just to just have a good time in one service here. So we're just so glad that you're here. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Keith, and I'm the campus pastor here. Uh, especially if it is your first time, which would amaze me if you came to church for the first time on Memorial Day weekend. But if it is your first time, we want to welcome you here. So church, come on, give them a big hand clap. Thanks for joining us today. Really, really glad that you're here. Um, before, before we go any further, uh, I just want to honor all those who, uh, who have died serving our country. That is what this weekend is all about. And, um, you know, scripture says no greater love than this than to lay down one's life for another. And uh, it's just an amazing thing. In fact, I actually want to honor you today. If, if you have a family member who has who, who died in service, would you raise your hand? Is there anybody in here? There's probably a few. Yeah, I just um, I want to pray for you and I want to pray for all of our families in our nation who have just had a family member um, do exactly what I just talked about. And they gave their life up for one another for, for someone else. And, uh, and today, to, to honor those, I just want us all as a church just to pray. Let's just pray for those people. If you saw a hand go up beside you, you might even just put a hand on them. And I just want to pray a blessing, and I want to pray prosperity over these families who have sacrificed so much. Can we do that? Yeah, so, um, Lord, we just thank you so much for those, um, for those families of those who have served our country and died serving our country. And just like your word says, there is no greater sacrifice. And so, Lord, we just pray today that you would honor their sacrifice, that you would actually honor those families that you'd honor those moms, that you'd honor those grandmothers, those grandparents, those dads, those, gra- those granddads, that you would honor the kids, that you would just begin to move and give them. Lord, I speak favor over them in Jesus' name. Favor over every single one of those family members, that you begin to work things out for their good, that you begin to prosper them and provide for them like no other. And Lord, I, I just, just in the spirit today, I honor them. I lift all the families up to you today, God, and I just say, Lord, would you look upon them? Would your face shine upon them and their families today? In Jesus' name. If you agree, say Amen. 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 <clears throat> Amazing. Um, Two. You know, this kind of happens ever so often as we uh, as I, as I preach messages, and you've kind of seen us do this before. But I actually just want to um, I want to minister something real quick before we get to the message. And I've, I've felt this all morning that I'm just, I feel like me, even me personally, that I'm carrying just a, a spirit of lightness. And as, as the Lord began to, to talk to me about that, this just lightness that I'm feeling, um, I want to, I actually want to give it away. <laughs> I want to give it away to those of you who might feel heavy. And uh, there's a lot of things that we go through in life. There's a lot of situations that we find ourselves in that make us feel heavy, and scripture says he'll, he will, he, I love scripture in, in Isaiah 61, it talks about a little exchange. And it says you can exchange this, this spirit of heaviness for a garment of praise. So not that you just, you just get to exchange this heaviness and feel a little bit better, you feel so good that you want to praise. That's what God offers to you. And um, this is not to embarrass you or, or, or anything like that. This is just, if, if you want this, if you say, I'm feeling heavy and I need some lightness, would you just raise your hand because we want to pray for you today. We've got a couple of hands right here. There's a, there's a lot of hands. All right, just turn around, church. You can get up out of your chair. Let's just go for just a second. I just Keep your hand up if that was you. Raise your hand one more time. Say, I just feel heavy. And um, yeah, this is good. Let's, let's just pray for, for each other for just a moment and just uh, release this into, uh, into our people's lives. And so, yeah, Lord, right now, we just b- believe for an open heaven over each and every single person here today that just raised their hand. And, Lord, right now, just by faith, uh, come on, I want, if, if this is you, actually, whole church, I, I want you all to just repeat this, this after me. Say, I trade my heaviness for a garment of praise. Let's say it one more time. Say, I trade my heaviness for a garment of praise. Right now, by faith, in Jesus' name. So, Lord, I pray right now that you would bless them. We just release a lightness to come over them. I even pray right now that, um, that their bodies actually begin to feel light, that they feel a physical manifestation of just a lightness to come over them. And we just cast off you, spirit of heaviness, and we tell you to leave. We bind you up and say, go now, get off of, our, off, off of their life. Get out of their mind, their emotions. We just thank you for peace right now. In Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen. Amen, amen. Amen. Come on, church. Let's see if you got a big hand clap right there just for that. Awesome. All right. If you have your Bible, open up to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. I'm... I'm excited to, to get to share with you today uh, what, I, what I feel like the Lord has been, really been putting on my heart over the last week or so, and uh, this is a, uh, actually after I read this, I actually heard this scripture used by Bill Johnson in a message, and when I heard it, it was like all of a sudden, you know, I, I know I've read this scripture a million times, but it finally actually made sense, and it finally popped off the page. Anybody else, a slow learner like me sometimes, right? It's like, no, that's just the Lord highlighting this thing. And, and I, I really felt like this scripture really in one sentence and in one verse encapsulated what I feel like I'm called to do, what I feel like I'm called to preach, what I believe every believer should be experiencing in their life. Uh, and it's just, it's just an amazing scripture. Romans chapter 5 verse 17 says this. This is Paul talking. He says, For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, talking about Adam, much more, come on, say much more, much more more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. That was way better than you thought it was, so we're going to read it again. For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned, or death entered the world through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life, not just reign in your spiritual life, not just reign when it comes to the church, not just reign in the kingdom, reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Today, I want to start a new series with you today, and I want to talk to you around the idea of reigning in life. What does it mean to reign in life? How do we reign in life? What do our prayers sound like when we know that we reign in life? How do we talk when we realize that we reign in life? How do we approach situations when we realize that we are actually called to reign in life. And we're going to kind of, I'm not sure all the way where this is going to go. In fact, I told our team as I got in there and was really breaking this down and the Lord was speaking to me yesterday, it's like this whole subject just blew up on me and got way bigger. <laughs> and um, and uh, I realized just how, how much I did not know, which is a good thing when you start to read scripture. It's like, wow, this is bigger than I thought. This is bigger than I thought. Well, what does it mean to rank? And as we, as over the next three, four, five weeks, we, as we begin to, to open up what this really means, I, I, I need you to understand this one truth, because everything that we talk about from this moment will hinge on this one thing. In fact, I would go as far as to say that, that, that in life, in, in your success in life, in everything that you do, it actually all hinges on this one statement. You have to believe this. You are destined to reign in life. You are destined to reign. You are made to reign. The moment that you gave your life to Jesus and you became a new creation, you just got remade to reign. You just got made new so that you could reign. What do I mean by reigning? I mean that you are made to have victory in your life. That you are destined to win. That you are destined to be successful. That you are destined to prosper. That you are destined to have a great marriage. That you are destined to know exactly what to do with your kids. That you are destined to have everything you need financially. That you are destined to have great relationships. That you are destined, if you are single, you will find that person. You are destined to reign. Which tells me this. You are not destined to not reign. You are not destined to have a life full of anxiety and fear. You are, let me say this way. You are not made to deal with anxiety your whole life. You are not made to be depressed. You are not destined to live in lack. You are not destined to be unsuccessful in your job in the thing that God has called you to do. Come on, somebody. You are not destined to to be unsuccessful in any area of your life. You wanna know why? Because of Jesus. You're destined to reign. You say, oh, pastor, it sounds like you're getting into the prosperity gospel. No, I'm just getting into the gospel. There actually isn't a prosperity gospel. There's just the gospel. And the gospel actually stands for good news. We want to know, you want to know how people will be attracted to the kingdom if you're reigning? Why would anyone want to be a part of a group of people who aren't? Man, those, that group over there, they look like they have a really hard time in life. I want to be a part of them. High five, butt tap, let's go. Life connected to Jesus prospers you. Amen. I mean prosperity in the, uh, the, the bigness of the word. I don't just mean financially, but I do mean financially. That you prosper in your relationships. Here's one, that you prosper in your knowledge and in your wisdom and in your favor with God and with man. Jesus came to give us life. I'm about to preach my message in 10 minutes and let y'all out of here, all right? <laughs> Jesus came to give you life and life more abundant. That's what, he, that's what he's here for. That's what he came. He said the devil came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So I came to give you life and life more Abundant. Not just like okay life, no, no, abundant life. You're not destined to live under sin. So many believers, some of you in here today, you actually believe you'll never defeat that sin in your life. Junior hires are out of here, bull crap. That is not true. We reign over sin. We reign over the enemy. We we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, which tells me this. The spiritual realm, guess what? It don't exist where Jesus is. It exists under Jesus' feet. And if I'm with Jesus, then that means I influence the spiritual realm. I influence sin and where it comes from. I influence every demon, and the devil himself is not above me. The enemy is under my feet. You know what I'm talking about? I, need, I told y'all I needed the organ today. I need somebody giving me some organ notes, and I'm going to start really preaching. We are destined to reign. We are made to reign. And so I, I want to ask you this question, and I really want, I really want us to, to dive into this personally and, and evaluate this in our life. Do you really actually believe that? Do we really believe that we're we're called and we're made to reign? And I and I'll ask it a I'll ask it a different way. Would others around you be able to tell that you believe that? Would others around you be able to tell that you actually believe that we're, that you that you're supposed to reign in life? When they hear you pray, can they tell that you have some authority? and you believe something different about yourself. When they hear you talk, when they hear you approach different situations, when they see your relationships, when they see the way that you carry yourself, can they tell? I want to title the message today, Made made to Rain. Made to Rain. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we just thank you that you're already here, that your word is just um, so powerful, refreshing. And, um, yeah, Lord, I pray that today that you would deposit in our hearts and in our spirit what, what you want to deposit, whether we can grasp it mentally or not. I thank you, Lord, that we're, we are so much more than a mental being, that we have a spirit. I pray that what needs to get down in there, Lord, would get down in there. Yeah, we just thank you for this time and ask you to bless it. In Jesus' name, if you agree, say Amen. amen. Amen, amen. Just the other day, I was having a conversation with one of my kids, and uh, as you know, towards the end of school, they start to, to take the STAR test. Y'all know what I'm talking about? It's those, uh, for me, how, how many took the TOSS test? But, yeah, now I know how old you are. All right. Now they take the STAR test. And um, I was always kind of wondering when we, they would get the results back. Well, the results came in, and our teacher uh, uh, actually actually wrote us and said how good our, our son did, that he got, I guess there's the, the highest levels masters, and he got masters in every single area. And um, I'm like, yes, my kid is smart. And so I'm like, I can't wait. I can't wait to encourage him and celebrate him and just tell him how awesome he is. And uh, so I was actually looking forward to encouraging him. And uh, letting him know that he killed it, and so we get in the car, and uh, I think I picked him up from school that day, and I'm like, dude, did you hear what you did on your on your star test? He's like, yeah. <laughs> like you got masters. They even created a word to make them feel really good. Like you got masters in every single area. He was like, yeah. He's like, big brains. That's what he said. It's like this phrase that my sons have. If they do anything kind of smart, they're like, big brains. <laughs> I'm like, no, man, like you did, you did amazing, like you did awesome. And, and I'm not joking. He was so unimpressed by what he did. He just like, he, it was like he just expected it to happen. And the truth is he did. And the, the only, I got to thinking about it, the only way you react that way is if you just already knew that's how it was going to be. You just expected He just expected to do good. He expected to kill it. He expected to get those results back. And, and as I was preparing this message, I, the Lord just brought up this story. And there was something about that moment where I was like, you need to kind of work on your pride a little bit, but I kind of like it all at the same time. There was actually something right about it because my son is growing up, I believe, in an environment where he actually expects to be great, and I like it. And I actually believe that this kind of mindset is what needs to permeate through the body of Christ. It needs to, it needs to overtake your mindset. You are meant to crush it. You should should be expecting that every situation, every conversation that you get in, every trial that comes your way, you should actually be unimpressed when you get done. Like, yeah, I kind of knew that was going to happen. I knew I was going to win. And and I want to throw my disclaimer out right now. I'm not saying that we walk around prideful And I'm not saying that we walk around thinking that we are better than everyone else. And I'm definitely not saying that we walk around entitled. What I am saying is that I believe we should be walking around actually in humility, realizing that we get to expect to win. We actually get to expect to have victory. We, get, it, it, we, we, we walk around humbly and we walk, walk around grateful because we realize how much Jesus has actually done for us and all the things he actually made available to us and all the things that we have access to because of the finished work of the cross. And we walk around expecting, hear me today, you should expect great things because the greater one lives on the inside of you. How can you have a lesser experience ultimately in the end when it's all said and done, when the greater one lives in us, lives in you? We're meant to reign. This is what Paul was actually talking about in Romans chapter five. He was trying to to get us to grab a hold of this truth I want to go back into into verse 17. I want to read it to you one more time. It says, For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. I really encourage you to go back, read um, this week, Romans chapter 5, 6, 7, 8. Really get in there because... Paul begins to explain to us the difference between living by the law and living by grace. And he actually, he he uses this example, and he compares Adam and Jesus. And what he's trying to, to, he's, he's creating an example in Scripture for us to grab a hold of. And he's letting us know, hey, when Adam messed up, when Adam and Eve messed up, there was something that entered the world that began to reign. It was called death and it was called sin. That one act of disobedience let that thing into the world. Now, how many of you understand that? Would you raise your hand? That's pretty easy. Nobody. Okay, how many understand? (laughs) Let me go back. What Adam did, y'all remember the apple thing. Actually, it wasn't an apple, it was just fruit, but we all think it's an apple, right? When they messed up, when they had, they had one thing they could not do. When they messed up, sin entered into the world. We all believe that because guess what? Our experience explains it. Our experience actually proves that. You have, a, you have kids, you realize it's really true. Like how did you get? How did all that sin get in you already? How did that rebellion thing, how is that... How do you already not, know, not want to share? How, why do you scream back at me? And I didn't teach you to scream. You came out screaming. Like, how is this? You see, you see evidence. I want you to grab a hold of this today. We cannot have more faith in Adam's disobedience than we have in Jesus' obedience. Just because our experience points to this truth, there is a greater level of truth. And the greater level of truth says, says just like sin entered and death reigned through Adam, now because of Jesus, guess who reigns? We do. You do. Sin used to reign, now you reign. Depression used to reign, now joy reigns. Lack used to reign, now prosperity reigns. You reign in this life. Sin and death actually doesn't hold a, a, a finger to you. I'm actually called to reign. This is who we've been made to be. It's interesting. I, I've discovered this even about my, myself. Um, I've preached on grace many times. I felt like the Lord showed me grace a long time ago, and yet I still find myself living in religion. I love the song that we sang this morning, because when I sing that song, where it's uh, shake up the ground of all my tradition, break down the walls of all my religion, In my mind, what I'm thinking about is I'm thinking, God, if there's any little sliver, any little piece of religion still left on the inside of me, shake that thing out of me. Get that mindset out of me. Get that approach to you out of me. I don't want any tradition. I don't want any religion because, Jesus, your way is actually better. I got to get that stuff out of me. And here's how I know that there's still some lurking in there. I realize that the majority of the time when I go to God, my thoughts when I go to him, my first thought is, how can I be better? Anybody else think that? You may not realize until just now. But your initial approach to God is, God, I'm coming to you because there's still a lot wrong with me. Fix me. How can I be better for you? I actually don't think that that's all the way bad, but I do think there's a little bit of religion in it. Because you know what it speaks to more than anything else? It speaks to performance. I'm going to get a little bit deeper. Deep down on the inside, what I actually believe is that if I could get better, I would get more results which tells me that I believe that my actions are the thing that produces the results. You know what will produce way better results? My faith in him. Some of y'all don't believe that. I kind of do. Are you hearing me? The thing that will produce better results, you can get a result from the law. That's what can be confusing. You can get a result by obeying the law. And by doing certain things. And I'm not saying that that is wrong. I'm actually saying, what's your motivation? Why are you doing it? Are you, is your faith in your works or is your faith in his finished work? There's a reason why scripture says we can do all things through Christ. Because we're supposed to do all things through Christ. We're supposed to realize how desperate we actually are. On him. Here's another scripture. Every good and perfect thing comes from where? Doesn't come from your actions. Every good and perfect thing, it didn't come from how good you are. It's come from him. It's his grace in our life. You see, it's when we realize this, it's when we realize this that we actually begin to reign in life when we actually begin to realize it has nothing to do with us and everything to do with Jesus. It has everything to do with Jesus. Let me say it again. It has everything to do with Jesus. You want to reign in life? You do it through Jesus. You want to have a good job and do a good job? Do it through Jesus. You want to have a great marriage? You better do it through Jesus. It has everything to do with Jesus and his grace on our lives. It is about him. If you look back at Romans 5, 17, it talks about reigning in life, but it actually gives you the way to do it. And you know how it says that we reign in life? If you have that scripture, pull it back up. It says those who receive, say receive. Receive. Those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life. How do we reign in life? Here's a, you can take notes right here. Here's number one. You want to know how we begin to reign in life? We receive his abundant grace. How else do we reign in life? We believe that we are righteous. We receive his grace and we believe that we are righteous. Now, I kind of got frustrated yesterday as I was preparing this message. Because, I'm thinking about all the ways that I want to reign in life. I want, to, I want to teach you how to reign in your marriage. I want to teach you how to reign when it comes to your parenting, reign in your finances, reign in all these different, I want to teach you that. I want to tell you all the things that you can do to reign in life. Except when I began to read, and God was like, oh yeah, if you want to reign in life, it's not about what you do. Dang it. What am I going to tell everybody then? You know how he says to reign in life? Receive. And I, 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 would get, I got frustrated. I'm like, well, what do you, well, how do you do that? How do you just, you want to reign in your marriage? Receive. You want to reign when it comes to controlling your mouth? Receive. You want to reign when it comes to getting over that depression or getting over anxiety and fear in your life? Receive. I was like, okay, Lord, receive. How do I, do I put my hands out? How wide do I get them? Is there a place to go to receive? Where do we get this whole thing? He's like, you know how to receive? How did you receive salvation? How did you receive Jesus? I want to ask you that question. How did you receive? You received by believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. Believing leads to receiving. We believe. You want to know how you begin to receive the grace of God in your life? You start to believe it. How do you start to believe it? You start to read about it. You start to talk about it. You start to to meditate on it. You start to actually believe that your sins are completely forgiven. No matter what you did in your past, no matter what you're doing right now, and what's coming in the future, you are forgiven. Period. Done. Finished. Work. The reason Jesus said it was finished, because he meant it. It's finished. It's finished. and I'm, I'm working my way through this message, so let me figure out what I'm trying to say here. What, what, I, what I'm saying is that it actually starts with you believing so much in Jesus and so much of what he's done for you and that you are so incredibly loved, so incredibly accepted, so incredibly righteous, so incredibly holy so incredibly a royal priesthood, you start to believe that so much, all of a sudden what will happen is you'll start to reign in life. The byproduct of you knowing who you are and what you have is you begin to reign. This is Joseph Prince 101. You ready? Right believing leads to right living. You want, to, you, want to, you want to actually be a good husband? Guess where it actually starts. It doesn't start with Eckridge's Love and Respect book, which is a great book, by the way. It doesn't start with his book. It doesn't start with watching the series Laughing Your Way to a Better Marriage. Come on, where are my church people at? <laughs> Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. All really, really good stuff. Oh, here's one for you that all of you are like. Being a better spouse doesn't start with understanding your spouse's love language. <laughs> Being a better spouse doesn't, doesn't actually start with you knowing which Enneagram number they are. I'm speaking Brayden's language right now. All the tests are great. Some of them. (laughs) They're all good stuff. They all actually bring clarity of who we are and all these things. But you know how you actually become a better husband? It starts with you believing that you actually already are. You are a good husband, you are a faithful wife, you are a good dad. Mom, you do know exactly what you need to say to your kids. You are likable. People do want to be your friend. You are not an anxious person. You are victorious. You are more than a conqueror. You aren't a lustful man. Lust doesn't have more power over you. Are you kidding me? You are a son of God. You're a daughter of the Most High God. Do you realize where you are seated? You ain't even standing in the throne room, you're sitting. You don't want to know why Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father? Because he's seated because there ain't no more work to do, there ain't nothing to get up for. And we're seated with him. See, when I realize that, it starts with your believing. You know, you, we, it's really hard to do something that we don't believe we're capable of doing. What do you mean? It's really hard to actually control your mouth when you don't think that you can actually do it. It's really hard to respect your husband whenever he continually does not take out the trash. It's really hard when all these things are going on and it's really hard to respect your husband when you don't believe you can actually do it. I don't think I'm capable. I've told him a million times. It's completely full, how does he not see it? I am not capable, I cannot deal with this man. You know what we need to start saying? Lord, by faith I can deal with this man. Come on, there is such power in this. You receive everything in the kingdom the same way you received everything when you started in the kingdom. You didn't have to do anything to receive Jesus. You didn't have to get it together. You didn't have to, you didn't have to control any part. You didn't have to get over your, your drug addiction. You didn't have to get over your porn addiction. You didn't have to get over your gossipy mouth. You didn't have to get over any of it. If that's what you thought you did, you did not hear the good news. Let me tell you the good news. It ain't about what you have done. It ain't about what you can do. It's not about how how much ability you have or how much inability you have. It's all about Him. And you called on Him. You believed on Him. And you were saved. It actually, everything comes in the kingdom the exact same way. It starts with believing. Come on, say believing. You believe. stop there (laughs) let's let that sink in you know grace is a is such a supernatural thing some of you are wondering like how do I actually wrap my mind around this thing well let me just help you don't try stop trying just (laughs) just receive just receive. Some of you, if you don't believe that you're righteous, I'll never forget, I've told this story before. I remember when it all sank in. This is what I did. It's so after a youth night we had, or a college night, we had a bunch of, it was a worship night. We were in this room. We were blaring all this worship music. Everybody had left. I was on staff at the time. There's a lot of things in my past I wasn't happy about. Some things that I had done. Um, just like anybody else. And I I just couldn't believe like this righteousness thing just wouldn't sink in. And in that room with no lights on, with the music blaring, I just began to declare, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Keith, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are in right standing with God. You are righteous. You are righteous. And I kept saying it, and I kept saying it, and every time I would say it, a voice in my head would would be like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You don't really believe that. No, you're not. No, you're not. But all of a sudden, after about the 50th time of me saying it, instead of just saying, like, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, it, was a, it, it went from a faith statement to a knowing statement. I am the righteousness of God. I'm righteous. You can't, there ain't no person in here who can convince me otherwise. I'm righteous. You are Righteous. You are righteous, you're righteous, you're righteous. Can I just say this? Doesn't have to do with your background. Your righteousness isn't connected to your lineage. Your righteousness and your right standing isn't connected to your race. Your righteousness and your right standing isn't connected to your actions. It ain't connected to the the things that you have or you don't have. It is connected to one thing. If you believe otherwise, can I just say this with all the love I can, you're believing wrong. You're believing wrong. Come on, say, I'm righteous. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm righteous. Look back at that neighbor and say, so are you. <laughs> Anybody else feel good in here now? This is what happens when we we begin to believe right. Thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to join us in person for church, Renew Life meets every Sunday morning at the YWCA at 6501 University Avenue in Lubbock, Texas. For more information on our ministry, check out RenewLifeChurch.com or find us on social media. We hope to see you soon.